My father taught me many things here. He taught me in this room. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. What is up and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes where four friends sit down, review movies you absolutely should have seen already and one of us hasn't. You find yourself in week four of Mobster March. Welcome back. Is that what we were doing? This whole time. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't get that. (laughs) You don't remember the mob classic Citizen Kane? That came out in March. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. And I like how you often say, like, you find yourself here. They do. They yeah. do. I, I'm not saying, like, critically. I just, like, it It makes me imagine that someone's just like, whoa. <laughs> it's a little bit of a journey that, that they've I arrived I at. Play, I didn't press play on this podcast. I just found myself here. Given how my phone is working, that probably would <laughs> I'm trying to send texts, and it's uh, you're just getting letters if you're getting texts from me. <laughs> what what right happened now. to your phone? Uh, well, it. Oh, by the way, I'm Jake. Uh, it has like a crack in it and then when we had been at scott's bachelor party uh it was just kind of like by the pool i'm gonna imagine that some water got in that crack uh but i just can't like you know i tap i tap instagram it opens snapchat i try to close instagram it opens mail Uh, like it's crazy it sounds like it's working correctly Yeah, yeah that's that's how i want my phone to behave Oh, okay. And this is just, it's been broken. And Up now until it's now it's fixed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just the new update. It's just an adjustment <laughs> I'll have to make. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you couldn't tell from the opening, we're yeah. watching Godfather 2. And if you could tell, it's probably because you know that that line is the 54th most recognizable, 58th most recognizable movie quote. On AFI. On AFI. Yeah. I don't know that uh, that if I know that the quote that I know that it's the 58th most recognizable according to AFI. Did you know that? I knew it about five seconds the ago. Way you, <laughs> the way you said that sentence was very confusing to me. It was, I it was, it was about like your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I started to say it before I finished the thought. Yeah. You I'd know? like to think Jake's phone is fine. It's, it's just his brain doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Jake just had a stroke. <laughs> You're, uh, you guys are welcome to try. <laughs> yeah. So Godfather 2, uh, not our first sequel, but one of our first. Yeah, it's not our first sequel, uh, but it was the first American or U.S. made film to have a number in in a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the first sequel to win Best Picture. Yeah, lots of uh, cool little uh, facts. Speaking of facts, let's get into just the facts. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's not. Gonna, I, I like really want. Guiding I really this. want like a like a tone for that now. Like we would have our own. Like we have our our song, but I want a jingle for just the facts now. Based on we could your do energy like a, a lightly played like jingle while we're doing just the facts. I feel like, uh, but back to what Scott did, which is not going to play. Like his body language was very interesting during the it whole. Very, like, <laughs> like it was very whimsical, yeah, like, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was yeah. bouncy. Yeah, bouncy. That's I, a, I feel like the tots felt it. Yeah, I All hope those so. tiny little tater tots. I really hope they did. I hope you keep that energy going forward. By by the way, I'm, I'm going to try my best to hone my best Tony Montana. Okay, I'm into that too. Yeah, should I do Tony Montana or should I do? Uh, I don't remember. 
Kevin Costner's character's name? Elliot Ness. I Elliot think Ness, yeah. for uh, audio purposes, definitely Tony Elliot Ness. Ness. <laughs> Elliot Ness. It is. Yeah, Elliot Ness. Scott. By the way, before we jump into this, uh, you just you know threw something out casually that maybe not all of our newer listeners know that they are in fact tater tots. Oh yeah. Everyone uh, who listens, even if you don't want to be called, you are now officially, ta- if you're, you're hearing this sentence right now, you're a tater tot, unless you're one of our, our top tier, uh, fans and followers, in which case you are a baked potato. Yeah, that's true. But it's still rotten. Still rotten. Just to be clear, like, like the potato was rotten before the tots were made. Yes. If you're a tot, but you only stand Scott, can you call yourself a Scott's tot? A Scott's tot. And, uh, if you're particularly into simp zach season three simp zach then you're a fingerling oh mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that I'm, I'm not super feeling that <laughs> me either zach Jake, yeah. you're the one who called him a fingerling potato i did yeah <laughs> i did but the but like tyler's vibe there the vibe shift <laughs> the vibe shift <laughs> major uh, vibe shift it, it, there's something about it i don't know Oh, okay well i didn't mean to offend you now i understand why zach was offended when i called him a fingerling initially yeah you, know, <laughs> you now the table shared in my offense <laughs> yeah i figured it out <laughs> right in that moment got it all right well let's do some just the facts scott this was directed by francis ford uh, coppola and it was written by coppola as well as mario puzo uh, the release date december 20th 1974 this is our longest movie ever coming in at 202 minutes so that's three hours and some 22 minutes um the other guys gave this a 96 percent, so it's in face off level of good wow and that's that's great this is on imd gave it a nine imd doesn't get into the nines very <laughs> you're, you're IMD. A letter <laughs> IMD, imd that's it okay the international <laughs> movie data yeah i was gonna say i i use data yeah like, you know i, 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 I use data a lot but that would have made sense i mean it is yeah. fair like scott has pulled all of this data from imdb into a different database and so this, this is, is not imd this is imd I feel like okay. calling Excel a database uh, hurts me. <laughs> what about Google Sheets? Worse. <laughs> um, yeah, so the uh, IMDb gave this a nine uh, box office of $48 million on a $13 million budget. So not super great ROI. So low box office. However, this did win six Academy Awards. Uh, best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Robert De Niro, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best uh, Set Deck, and Best Score. And then it was nominated for an additional five of Best Leading Actor for Pacino, Best Supporting Actor for Michael Gazzo, Best Supporting Actor for Lee Strasberg, Best Supporting Actress for Talia Shire, and Best Costume Design. Wait, Talia Shire got a nom for Best Supporting Actress, but only made 40000 compared to Pacino's 500000 Well, plus the 10%. So $4.8 million plus 500000 so five million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pacino made five point three million and she made forty one thousand. <laughs> on bo- on both movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if there's really a wage gap. Poor Talia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, legitimately poor Talia Shire. That makes me that makes me sad. Uh who uh who was uh, a late bloomer to this, or had I, we all seen it? I had not seen it. I had not seen it. Okay, I had. I I I had functionally not seen it 
because I had seen it when uh, I was a kid and I did not pay attention to any of it. Mm. Wait, so you had, Zach, you had seen two, but you had never seen one back when we did one? No, I had seen one like twice before. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize you had seen. He wasn't a late bloomer. To, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry I just, for stealing this from you, by the way. Like I want to officially say it on the pod. I wish you could get this score added to yours, and I wish I could take Scarface from you. I mean, you can do that. I don't think we can trade. I You're in charge it. of the database. I don't. Uh, I don't let's not call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to revoke your rights to it if you keep calling it that. <laughs> it's in. It's mine. I own it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to steal ownership of Google. <laughs> At least the sheet. I appreciate the apology. Uh, after watching it, I'm not as bummed that it wasn't my pick. That's cool. Interesting. I'm still bummed because I still got Scarface, which is <laughs> bottom fair. four, I think. Yeah, uh, it yeah is. it's yeah. in the bottom five, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, I picked this uh, mostly just because I wanted to upset Zach. So. Oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, I knew you did it on purpose. Uh, no, I didn't really think. I forgot all about okay. him saying he wanted to do it in the previous season. Um, but when we talked about Monster, I was like, oh, well, I did Godfather, so I'll just do Godfather 2. Oh, well, there is some synergy to that. Um, so that's why I did it. I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you wanted it. I think we're making this a bigger deal than it was. I, I mean, like it's, it. It's really yeah. affecting uh, the scores that we don't share with anyone. Okay. <laughs> we have running totals of like our percentages and like how we rate each other in, in the, this in database. the database. <laughs> Every, uh, how, we, like, how we're rating each other as people. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you guys have just never told me about that till now. Uh, yeah, we have a separate, see it. what's my rating. You don't want to know. We have okay. a separate group chat. It's called the RP boys minus sack. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Then, okay. It's actually just called uh, tater tot down. <laughs> not fingerling down our fingerling down <laughs> fingerling down where we talk about just white house down in that other movie yeah. that was the same that zach just can't stand to hear about olympus, olympus, is olympus is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah those are the two greatest movies ever made i'm pretty sure yeah in that group chat <laughs> and we also talk about how we don't like you as a person <laughs> that's fair uh, Zach, you've already kind of shared a little bit, but like, uh, how do I feel about this as, movie? as someone who has w seen this before, none of us have yeah. like, what was your take first time seeing it? And then what was your take this time? Well, the first time I watched it was pretty soon after the first time I watched the first one, which was when I was a kid. And so I thought they were both boring. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this time when I was going into it, I had watched the Godfather again for the podcast last year. And really, really liked it. And then I rewatched The Godfather again to prepare for this and still loved it. And so I was, I felt a little underwhelmed, I think, with this one. Mm. Um, I, I didn't think it was as engaging. Um, it felt a little slower. Uh, I think that it was just, it was missing some characters from the first one that I really liked. Um, and I, I didn't think that the villains were as interesting. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I was a little disappointed with it. I still, I, I, I want to say, I still think it's a, a really good movie. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I came off of the Godfather one, like pretty stoked on it. And I yeah. didn't feel that way with this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just 
tag on to you. I'll just hang uh, a be a hangers on. What was it that Jake a word like that? I think I said hangers on. Hangers yeah. on. Yeah, I'll be a hangers on for this. Well, you'd I think be a, a hanger spiritual on. Hanger progeny. On. I'll be your spiritual <laughs> progeny. No, spiritual I hope you progeny. won't. <laughs> um, I uh, everyone like for the most part that I've heard talk about these movies, The Godfather and Godfather Two and Three. Everyone says Godfather Two is the best. And, uh, so I was going in having loved Godfather expecting this to top it. And I agree with Zach. It did not top the first one. The first one is still, uh, just so much better in my opinion. But, um, I also agree that this is, uh, a very good movie still. And, uh, I think for me, it's, it's our best mobster march pick yeah i I think this is probably going to be my highest rated mobster march pick um i i think i agree that godfather is better than godfather part two um but i still enjoyed this quite a bit and i thought it like fit right into it just looked felt like it just picked up the story right where it left off and i felt like it didn't skip a beat so it, it felt really good and clean to me i felt like um like Mario Puzo, he was just honing his craft in Godfather one. And now we see him mastering the craft of just bringing like this great promising story with interesting characters to a grinding halt. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, a, he could teach a master class. Oh yeah. He's in- a master, a master of it. I would like to say at the top, I think I was a little bit unfair on Godfather. I think it was better than I gave it credit for. I think I was in a bad mood when I watched it. So you rated it a 7.7? 7? Yeah, yeah. So I'm probably going to be rating this higher than I rated Godfather, but I would say that I rated Godfather too low. Okay. Um, and I, if I if I could change it, I would, but it, it, it's locked. It's, it's in the yeah. books, in the database. Um, but I, I just felt like I was so locked in and interested in Michael and everything that was going on. And like, like, I don't think I was as locked in as I was in the good parts of the Godfather. Like I... In, in no way think this is better than the original Godfather. But then I was so not like, like I felt like if we were going to do a Vito rising story, uh, <laughs> Vito, rising. Uh, is that like Capone rising? Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, is I Nick cage playing Vito. Hopefully. Okay. It, it's Robert De Niro, but you know, cause that's, yeah, but Nick movie. cage is the one who's going to do Capone. That's I know. Sense. I know. Yeah. But maybe in the series that they do the Vito rising, they'll get Nick cage. Oh, for like a show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if I'm going to get this out. Francis Ford's <laughs> not doing much these days. <laughs> I think Jake's saying we're cutting him off, and then you proceeded by cutting <laughs> him off with a different thought. Oh. I actually don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, I got, <laughs> I thought it, I got you meant. It. I thought you well, said we're right. going to get this out. No, no, I, I cut we're going to off, get... and I'm going to go to Jake. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, like, I feel like if we're going to do a uh, uh, the Vito Rising story, uh, which I don't, I honestly wouldn't want uh as a whole like i don't think it should exist because i was fine with the amount of information i had about Vito. uh i would want it to be its own thing i don't want this like like forced in like parallel story between the two of them i just i didn't like it it didn't work for me at all so i was like super i was locked into michael and i was fairly disinterested for the other bits yeah, it's funny you bring that up because like when it first happened and we like flashed to Vito as a boy in the very beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it cuts to uh, to Anthony uh, in like some church service, like probably 
communion. I think he was his first communion. Is like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Assuming that was it. We're done now with that. Yeah. And then it kept, and I was like, oh, wait, this is just going to be a back and forth. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And that was my exact experience where I was like, okay, like that was fun enough to have it at the beginning, but I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I was, I would say, I, I think you have some validity there. I think I was interested in it all the way through the end. And then I felt like there was no payoff. I was like, wait, why, why did, did we yeah, get all yeah, that? Yeah. Like, I was in it. I was like paying attention. I'm like, oh, cool. Like this is really building towards yeah. something. Like I wonder what it's going to be. Uh-huh. And then nothing. And like, I was like, what? Half of me thought that they were going to end. Like I did. I felt very underwhelmed by it, even though I wasn't into it. But having me thought they were going to end by like, kind of like how they ended the Godfather with everybody like kissing Michael's hand, like Godfather. Yeah. I thought they were going to do that or something like now he's there. Now Vito is the Don. Yeah. It just felt like Vito was in the middle of his origin story. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I don't know uh, because I I don't actually even think I've I've seen like sort of seen the fir- the third one, but I don't think that they like continue that in the third movie. I think it's just yeah. I have what is the third movie even about? I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Does anybody like have an idea? Mm, I uh, no, I haven't seen it. I know that it takes place like 20 years later. Okay, but I so I don't think it continues Vito's story at all. Um, and I, I would agree with everything you're saying, Jake. Um, I think that there was some novelty to seeing Robert De Niro play Vito because I think that he was really good. Killed it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought he was great. Um, and, and it was kind of fun to see him like meet Clemenza and meet the other guy. But uh, I didn't feel like that made me feel any differently about Michael's story. Uh-huh. Like it, it didn't feel like it affected my feelings of that or, or benefited that in any way. And it felt like it just was a pacing issue yeah. for me. And I felt like like if you're going to do the parallel stories, like that's the point, right? Is that right. we yeah. the main story is still Michael. Yeah. You know? And to be honest, like I, I thought the Michael story was good. It was really interesting. But I still thought it was less interesting than everything that happened in The Godfather 1. I thought uh, I liked watching Michael's development in the first one. And there's not really any character development in in this movie that I can think of. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would agree with what you're saying, Jake. I have a question for you guys. Cause I was reading about the movie and they said like, this is supposed to show the parallel stories of Vito's rising and Michael's Michael. downfall. Uh, did you feel like he was downfallen? Like, like, do you think did you, like he was done at the end? Like I didn't get that feeling. The only way I can think of is maybe just the alienation of his family. The alienation yeah. of his family, he has to step away as Don for a long time and makes his consigliere the the acting Don. Mm-hmm. And then he never actually like retain like regains the role. Oh, I just assumed that he did. I I, I mean, yeah, maybe there's an assumption, but we don't there's not like that. There moment. was never a transfer there back. Was never I think we transfer. all just assumed once he was back in the picture that that happened, but I guess it didn't ever show it on screen. No. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so there's a little bit, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, I assumed wrong, but like it, I noticed it. Like I paid attention to that, that that didn't happen. I was like, what the heck? Like, Uh um, so he, he, I think there is a fall and, and it's more so like, we're just seeing him go down like a very slippery slope. He has to kill Fredo. Like, Uh you know, uh, 
even like his relationship with his wife is a mess. His it's gone essentially. Yeah, yeah. like and then even his relationship. To with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and even his relationship with Connie there at the end, um, you know, at the the mother's funeral, like even that, like, is just now a weird. Like she's essentially like, let me take care of you, like that, like because he's not well, like he's not okay, he's not happy, he's not mm-hmm. uh, thinking clearly or well like so yeah i know what you mean by like the the ending ending like it's triumphant ish but it's not as triumphant as he was yeah i just felt like 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 relationally like that's what i was thinking is like relationally i feel like all of his relationships are shattered but like he still feels very on top to me Mm. and like like killing fredo was i feel like very justified very warranted probably from like an objective point of view of Mob, the mob guys yeah know, like the families yeah yeah, yeah. Um, values kind of a thing but yeah i just thought that was interesting that that was the story and i kind of didn't i didn't feel it at the end stooly sw- swim with the fishes if i've learned anything from mob march i've i've learned uh how to eat a lot of cannoli <laughs> oh yeah that's something march. we didn't do we talked about ordering cannolis for us to eat oh uh, recordings but leaving the gun Take the cannoli, leave the gun. Yeah, yeah I was going to bring a gun to the shop and just kind of leave it on the counter. Leave it, yeah. Like, I would say, like, I would walk in, I would say, I want some cannolis. They'd see the gun, and they'd freak out. They'd give them to me, and then I'd be like, okay. And then i just put it on and the counter and walk. There. That would be a, a really dangerous uh, joke. But, I mean, like, it would be hilarious. Sure. Like, I would never do it. Yeah, 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 no. Uh, but, like, I think that would be, for anyone who sells cannolis, I've got to assume that they're very familiar with the line and that that would be, they would laugh it off after the fact. I say it would uh, be a great uh, joke to do in a movie where everyone... <laughs> where it's safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. safe. <laughs> Movies Although, aren't even safe anymore. I, 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 I take that back. Alec Baldwin, come on, man. Come on, man. I don't even think that... That wasn't even Alec's fault. Well, it's... I, I disagree. I think if you're handed a firearm, it's your responsibility to check things. But yeah, it, it like the one of the rules that you have is that uh, you're responsible. I mean, he didn't know there would be a bullet necessarily, but like a basic firearm rule is you're responsible for everything that leaves the muzzle of the gun. Interesting. Like it's your responsibility. Um, and, and so that's why you have to like deal with like you know muzzle vectors and everything like that and even in movies armors will work with cinematographers to make sure that even when they're blanks that they're like as much as they can not actually pointing at the person that they're pointing in a, a safe direction uh-huh. and then with camera techniques it looks like pers- forced perspective that you know uh-huh. so i don't know i i i'm with you scott i think yeah. I, I mean i if nothing else it's involuntary manslaughter yeah yeah, but this isn't a podcast about reviewing crimes <laughs> <laughs> that you absolutely, that you absolutely <laughs> should have seen <laughs> reviewing in what way? Like, <laughs> like I give this crime a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what we've been doing all month. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So like of Michael's crimes in this movie, what do you think was the coolest? <laughs> uh Ordering the the murder of uh, of Roth. Really, I, I liked Fredo. Ordering the murder <laughs> yeah. of Fredo. Okay. I'll say what felt worse than any of them was when he slapped his wife. Or punched <laughs> oh, her. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear that, God. Well, yeah. that's one of the only things that he does with his hands. Right, like his right. Own hands. Yeah. Yeah. It felt, that one was rough to me. I was like, oh, like it. Uh, 
it like disturbed me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, a, that was a super intense moment. I mean, they both like props to Diane Keaton. Like, honestly, like, uh, in a movie like Godfather, her performance is going to be just so inconsequential that no one's going to pay attention to it because like who really cares about Kay? Um, but she, she really delivered in that scene. It's kind of interesting to me that she did not get nominated, whereas Talia did. Like, I don't remember having any real, like, thoughts one way or the other about Talia's performance in this movie. Yeah, me too. Like, she, you're, like, she wasn't any more consequential than Kay was? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But also, like, I, I think that that scene between Michael and Kay was a much more powerful scene, inconsequential to the plot than anything with Talia. I, I do feel like the scene where he tells his sister, like, you're not going to marry this guy. And then she listens to him. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, I, I think it, like, did build a lot for the story of just, like, like everyone fears him. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm but not, I don't know if it was necessarily great acting. Well, and, I, and I'm not going to say she was inconsequential, but, like, that didn't feel like one of the big moments of the movie. Whereas this scene with Kay did for and sure really relies on how well diane keaton can sell it to us right you know? uh -huh. no you're i i i agree with you i think i was just very surprised to see that talia got nominated yeah i i, I would agree with that yeah but I she agree. didn't win so that makes sense yeah yeah and she also made next to no money so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that Zach's lines up with the amount happy. of awards yeah <laughs> yeah she deserves what she got <laughs> yeah I told you guys, uh, we talked when we did Godfather, uh, the Godfather, um, that Talia Shire in the last movie, um, I just didn't like her, like really her acting, her performance. I didn't get Connie, everything like that. I didn't feel that way in this one though. Like she felt like she did a better job with the character than she did in the first one. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't know how much I remember Connie in the first, like what I thought about her in the first movie. It was a very small amount. Yeah. Well, and she had a very similar to uh, Dan Keaton's uh, like situational performance that she had to do in this movie with getting slapped. Connie in the very, very early in the movie has like a, a big dramatic fight with her husband. Yeah. And it was nowhere near as, impressive of a performance as uh, Dan Keaton's was in this. Yeah. You know, I think I want to walk back a little bit actually on my thoughts. I, I still th am surprised to see Talia be nominated over Keaton. Um, but uh, I thought that her character development was actually pretty interesting in this movie. In the yeah. first one, she's kind of just a helpless victim. Right. And in this movie, I feel like we kind of get a little bit like two different perspectives of her. The first time she's kind of manipulative a little bit. Yeah, Maybe she's not manipulative, but just outright greedy. She's standing up for herself. She's yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then later she's kind of she's bridging the gap between Michael and Fredo and becoming matriarchal in yeah. the wake of her mother's death. I was like, the mother's yeah, death yeah. is the vibe, the vibe shift. That's the vibe shift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's definitely one of the vibe shifts. How many vibe shifts do you think there, there were? And then. What was the vibe shift per minute in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt like every time we flashed back to Vito was a vibe shift. So there's a, <laughs> for sure. there was a good amount of vibe shifts. And they, they weren't the, the, those were the bad vibe shifts. The good ones were when we went back to Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I did kind of like seeing Vito kill that Italian Don. 
Oh yeah, that was, that cool. was really that was a cool scene. That was a super cool scene. I I was thinking about this though, and I I don't know if I can uh, justify this at all. If and if I can, it'd be I feel like I'll articulate articulate this poorly, but this movie just felt less gangster to me than the first one and then Goodfellas. I know that you said that you're gonna have a hard time articulating it, but like. Like in what way? Yeah, can you? Expand? I think like the, it seemed like I know that there were like hits on guys, but it seemed like there were less. Uh, I I can't. I don't know. I was hoping that like someone would just kind of be like, I I know how you felt. I don't know. Like some of the in a lot of ways, like this felt a lot like harder. Like really, like, because like I think that Michael is a lot harder than Vito, Vito was. Like like Vito seemed a little bit more. I don't want to say well-intentioned, but like a maybe, little, yeah. Maybe uh, his age had had uh, not softened him, but had given him a, like a lot more. Like he was more circumspect. Yeah, in more in more of like a a Polly way from the Goodfellas, where like mm-hmm. they're even kind of describing Polly in that movie as like this is the police for the people who can't go to the police. Yeah, like right. I feel like there was a little bit of that in um, Vito. Yeah, but I don't feel like we have any of that in Michael. Yeah. Yeah, Michael is, uh, I agree with you, Jake. Like, Michael is, uh, he's a cold blood killer. Yeah. Like, like, just, that's his, uh, his... But I feel like there were less kills. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. But but uh, a lot more um, quiet malice. Yeah. I think, like, there were probably fewer kills because, like, there was a almost a war breaking out was between the families, killed. right? Yeah. Right. In the first movie, but there, there was no war going on here. Yeah. yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't at war. Yeah, for sure. Which well, I think just leads to my sentiment. They, they, uh, I'm going to actually back up uh, Zach a little bit or, or back up what I walked back a little bit. What I said earlier, uh, he is maybe more circumspect than Vito um, in this movie but uh, in a very different way uh, because there could have and should have been a war that they're like talking about like the, the Raza Raza brothers or something like that. Uh, Rosado brothers. Rosado brothers. Yeah. The Rosados, the, you know, just there, there was a lot of conflict and Michael is navigating all of it. And he is being very like calculating manipulative in order to avoid a war. I think that he was just wanting to avoid a war for business reasons, though. Like, yeah. He, I oh. think, like, because he was like, I, my dealings with, uh, what's his name? I forget. Uh, the the guy Rob. in Cuba. Yeah, Rob. yeah, He's like, they can't be interrupted by this war. Like, we need to deal with, we need to do this. And then, like, that's the only reason I think he was working so hard to avoid a war was that it was bad for his business. No, I, I think I agree with you. One uh, parallel between Godfather and Godfather Part Two. Um, that I wanted to call out was the uh, the Don's office scene that you know is kind of shared yeah. in both. Like Vito has his, and and it's the iconic monologue that he delivers uh-huh. that Brando delivers. And then uh, in Godfather Part Two, we have Michael with the senator, uh, and he sort of ends it with the like, um, "You're going to give it to me for twenty thousand dollars. I won't pay a penny more. And in fact, you're going to pay for it personally yourself. You know, like that." Uh-huh. Um, I thought Brando's scene a thousand times better than Michael's. Like they tried to yeah. kind of do the same thing again, uh-huh. and Brando's was so much better than Michael's. I think I definitely agree. 
and I think that maybe Brando was just a, a more enjoyable actor to watch a little bit. Oh, yeah. I think also part of it, like, with uh, Brando was that, like, the people that he was talking to were very much under his power and knew they were under his power, where, like, Michael's talking to a senator who I feel like is, like, fighting back with him. So he just He's felt... very antagonistic. So, like, Michael felt less like this all-powerful in control yeah. guy uh, even though he was like yeah. I, I think he was definitely in control of the situation yes. but he just he just seemed less so yeah i think that part of that's just kind of their persona too Vito always like even in the first one when he's meeting with the five families he's embracing them he seems just a little bit more warm even if it's like methodical mm-hmm. whereas michael just is cold like all the time yeah, yeah. Vito was beloved yeah. Like, you know, everyone who's at the wedding and even they're, you know, like seeking his audience, like he's, he's loved and, uh, feared, you know what I mean? Uh, like yeah. he, he's both, uh, where Michael is not loved by anyone. He's just feared. Yeah. Like he's, he's feared by the people who work for him and like the people who are on his side. Where yeah. Like anybody who was on Vito's side loved Vito. Exactly. Yeah, so Cause even, even, uh, um, James, uh, um, Robert Duvall, uh, Tom, Tom Hagen, Tom, uh-huh. Even Tom, who wants so badly, like, Michael's love and acceptance and approval, like, Michael, like, gives it to him at one point, but then throws it in his face at another point. Mm-hmm. Like, and it feels like, and, and like, Tom asks him, like, why, I'm, I've been loyal to you. Like, why are you doing this right now? Uh, like, it doesn't make sense. And it just feels like Michael's just doing it to do it. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't necessarily have a good reason. He's just mean. So wait, yeah. uh, sorry. I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember back. I watched the movie a little bit ago. When does he throw it in his face? When uh, uh, he comes back uh, after uh, being in Cuba, he comes back and he's trying to like talk about like business stuff, like, you know, with uh, with the unnamed friend. I don't even know who that was. Just the muscle guy. Oh, I don't remember Rocco? Him. I think, oh, right, Rocco, Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Was Rocco in the first one? I don't remember him. No. I don't think so. That was something I was a little bummed about. Like, I kind of wished, like, I, I think for a story purpose, it was interesting, like, having Clemenza pass away. Yeah. But I kind of wish that we had had a little bit more continuity in our cast of characters. Yeah, me too. Like, Clemenza in particular. Clemenza was probably my favorite character in the me first too. one. Me too. I really liked Clemenza. Well, Clemenza and Tom. And there was like, some consistency in the like we got a flashback scene with some of those guys. True, like Vito yeah. meeting Clemenza. Uh-huh. Yeah, I liked that scene, but it almost felt a little like shtickish to I, me. I, it, I, it's not going to be in any way this bad, uh, but like a little bit like, oh, Darth Vader made C three PO. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It, it was a little bit like that. Um. But uh, yeah, so uh, they're they're talking and uh, uh, Tom says like, oh, yeah, there's something I want to talk to you about. And Michael's like, was it you leaving and going to Vegas kind of a thing? And he was like, it, they gave me an offer, but I turned it down. Like, how do you even know? About oh, that? And, yeah. And he was like, well, you know, and give cold shouldering him. And Tom was like, what do I have to tell you about every offer that I refuse? Like, I don't uh-huh. understand, you know, what you're doing. Um, and he just kind of kept like pushing him, like essentially like low key accusing him of disloyalty. Yeah. No, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point he was even like, all I've ever wanted was to be your brother. Yeah. Yeah. To be seen as your brother by you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, just, uh, 
we've talked about it in every episode so far, so I wanted to bring up uh, how many F-bombs. Oh, yeah. Our, our FPM rate. Our FPM, yeah. So this is going to be our lowest. No wow. kidding. This is going to be our lowest Mob March, uh, partly because this is the longest movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, so it's the lowest FPM. Yeah. And it's also the lowest number. Oh, lowest It's only number. had three F-bombs in it, and it was 202 minutes. Wow. So Which brings this up to 0. 0.014. Hmm. Wow. Rookie numbers from Puzo over there. Yeah. I know. I know. Even uh, even Palma's coming in uh, with Untouchables at 14, you yeah. know? Jeez. Mm-hmm. I have a question, by the way, speaking of Puzo, and maybe we address it. Is this also based on a book, or was this just a screenplay? No. So uh, the only thing, uh, it, it's based on characters from the book, mm-hmm. uh, but the only thing from this movie that is in Mario Puzo's book is is the first scene okay of like him Vito being a little boy in Italy okay that's the only part of this entire movie that's that's from source material so interesting he he never wrote any Godfather sequels or no I think I I think that it was just the one book the Godfather Uh yeah I'm not sure I kind of just assumed this was like a dune situation where like part one and two were covering the book and it was all in, in the one book. Well, I don't think the, I don't think that the first movie covers the entire, I haven't read the book, but I don't think it covers the entirety of the book. Mm. But then for this one, they just kind of went a different direction. Got it. Uh, I just want to say though, before I forget that this movie does get bonus points for me because I never had to see James Conn's hairy shoulders. <laughs> that was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like a, absolutely. That, that gives it, Point one higher than yeah, you would have sure. otherwise. When Khan kind of fades into the screen, were you worried? A little bit. I was like, is he going to take <laughs> his outer shirt off? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> get his shoulders. <laughs> what did you guys think of the like sort of reprisal a little bit uh, of like, you know, having Sonny back and like showing like uh, essentially the prequel to like the immediate prequel to the events of of the Godfather with like Michael first deciding he's going to go to war and everything like that. Yeah. I don't know. It it felt a little bit forced kind of like what we were talking earlier. Like I definitely could have done without it, honestly. Yeah. I am. I'm, I enjoyed it because it brought back characters that I've really liked from the first one. And, and I thought it, like I, I thought that was a cool scene to show. Like at first, I'm like, are we really just gonna watch them have dinner? <laughs> but it, like it, it brought, uh, uh, it, it showed us some context to like a really important plot point. At the same time, it still felt a little like below The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Like exactly kind of like what Jake said. Uh-huh. A but, funny thing about that scene is that the I don't know the actor's real name, but the guy who played Sonny demanded he get paid the same amount he got paid for Godfather One yeah. for the for being in the entire movie essentially from uh-huh. Godfather One to be in less than five minutes of yeah. Godfather well, being Two in the entire agreed. movie in a massive way. Yeah. Like yeah, like James Conn has a huge part in the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a baller move. It is it a really baller move. Mad respect to James Conn. Get the bag, James. I think that was. I think that's a a an aspect of uh, that I struggled with with um, The Godfather Part 2 is that one has Marlon's uh, Vito and then Sonny and then these really great supporting characters like Clemenza mm-hmm. and even, I think his name was Tessio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they were all just very engaging. Even McCluskey. Yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, Salazzo, I thought Salazzo? was like a really oh, yeah. interesting, compelling villain. And I just, I never felt that way about Roth. Yeah. Fredo, 
no one likes Fredo, no. you know? No. So I didn't need as much, even though I think that those are really interesting uh, aspects of the story, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't love watching Fredo. Um, I was really confused because I don't like Fredo. Obviously, no one does. But I, I felt myself start to want to like him when he's like sort of come around and he's uh, helping Anthony fishing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, like, you know, and I, I remember him going out on the boat with uh, with Rocco. And I kind of felt like I I thought that Michael was going to kill him the whole time until that moment. And then I was like, oh, man, like he's just going to kind of like this is his life now. Like he's just, you know, fishing. He's not going to do anything like he's forced into retirement from the family business a little bit. Um, and that's like an exile in, in its own way. Uh, and then he shot him and I was like, oh man, like I actually wasn't seeing it coming. You didn't like when, when they asked Anthony to get out of the boat, you didn't see it coming then. No. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as he was like, Anthony, come on. I was like, oh, here, here it comes. No, because it, it was, uh, Connie who called Anthony out like, and, and I don't think Connie knew, like, I don't think Connie was involved in that. I thought it was Tom. I thought it was Hagen. Who no. Said, Your dad wants you to go to Reno. That was Connie. It was Connie. Yeah. A hundred percent. It oh, was Connie. You're right. I, you said Connie and I thought of Diane Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It I, was Connie. Yeah, you're and, right. And yeah. so I was like, oh, there's no way like there's anything nefarious happening because Connie wouldn't be involved in that. And if it, if it was Michael to be the one to call him out of the boat, that would have made me a lot more suspicious. But personally. Michael clearly wasn't going to Reno. He was just sitting in the chair. <laughs> he was just yeah. like staring out the bay window. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it could have easily been that he just used Connie to do it. Like, and I think that's what happened. Yeah, he was like, hey, it's time to go. But but I guess my point is the, the false sense of security that that lulled uh, Fredo into also lulled me into. Yeah. Oh, I kind of read it that Fredo knew that he was about to die too oh, when they I, brought him out there. Like, cause like, I didn't, I don't know. My thought was like, oh, like, why are they pulling me out here? No, I mean, he they just pull, wanted to go fishing. Out. Okay. Like Fredo just wanted like, why, to that fish, guy, man. But like, why would that guy be like, okay, hey, I'm going with you. Why not? Like, because he wasn't before. I don't, I didn't read it that way, but I, it's a fun, with yeah. this context, yeah. it kind of does make some sense. Yeah. Like, I, that'd I'm be, completely on the same page as you, Jake. Yeah. That's how I felt about everything too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I just read it wrong. I mean, I did too, yeah. but I think that like you guys make it a good case. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I definitely am uh, like uh, conceding that I, I read the situation wrong. I did end up really uh, sympathizing a lot with Fredo. I did too. Um, by the end, when when him when he kind of has that moment with Michael and he says, you know, what about me? You never thought about me. You know, I, I ended I'm up, your big brother, and you you take care of me. I ended up really like pitying him. Yeah, and felt really bad. I was, and I think maybe it just I just missed something, but I was a little bit confused as to the extent of Fredo's betrayal because, like, obviously he said he didn't know it was going to be a hit or whatever, but like, was that true? Or was he like actually trying to double cross him? Well, he was trying to double cross him. I don't think he realized it would result in Michael's death. Okay. Just like a impact to Michael's well, standing in the family business. And- I thought that he made it like, I thought he made it seem like he didn't even think it was going to be a double cross. Like basically I heard him say something like, Oh, they told me that it was going to be good for everybody. If I told them this information. So I told them, but I, I wasn't sure if that was a lie or what happened. Um, I think it was opportunism on his part. I only, I think, I don't think it was a lie. I just don't think, I don't think he knew it was going to be a hit. Uh, yeah. I don't think he thought there was gonna be any attempt on his brother's life or anything, but I think he thought it was a way for him to potentially 
be good for the family business and kind of like get his name higher a little bit. Because so like, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, because it was the same kind of situation in Godfather one with him in Vegas. Uh, when Michael first takes over, uh-huh. uh, like uh, Fredo is just, uh, he's opportunistic. He, he feels shut out from the family. Like he feels alienated. And so he's just being opportunistic and then ends up making decisions that are damaging to the family. Uh-huh. Okay, because I, I kind of like, I read it. I was like, at the end, I was like, did he get tricked or did he? I think he got duped. Okay. I think he got tricked. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of, the the other scene that was a little bit confusing to me until I, like, until the end of the movie was uh, when Tom was talking to whatever that guy's name was in prison. Yeah. And he, like, they were doing that whole thing. And it was just so veiled. Like, I, I just completely lost it. And I was like, oh, he told him to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think. I thought that was a, a really cool scene. Like, yeah. Uh, I didn't like Frank. Yeah. But I liked that scene a lot. I, I really did too. It was a really creative and interesting scene. I just didn't understand. Like I understood what was happening and I agree with you, Jake. It was veiled, but obviously like that was the point. Like they're, he's in prison. So they kind of have to have a veiled conversation a little bit. Yeah. I just feel like, like I feel like we, the audience were supposed to catch it and I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why are they talking about this? Oh, I but, caught it. As soon as they said it, I was like, oh, that's, yeah. I, I didn't. But once it happened, it was like, oh, like, it yeah. pointed back. You got it. Yeah. I, my biggest thing, I understood what was happening, that he was asking him to kill himself. To protect his family. To protect his family. But I but I didn't see any, like, because that was the whole thing was like, oh, and when they killed themselves, the, the family was taken care of, like mm-hmm. their people were taken care of. And did we see any of that kind of a thing happen? Like, I it, think we just kind of assume. Oh, okay. Yeah, like we, we didn't see them get killed. That's true. You know, which yeah. I assume is... What would have happened? I think it was kind of like you do this business will keep going as usual. Whatever we do with your family will keep happening. Got if you it. Don't like there will be repercussions right. against your family. Yeah. And uh, I love the scene in particular because it does give a really good look inside the curtain of mob mentality, mafia mentality that we haven't seen yet in mobster March is uh, like honor among thieves kind of a thing like there mm-hmm. is like there's a code there's a code there's you know it's it's all very like ugly broken you know violent but there is a there is a code that they adhere to and that they um deem as like honor to hold to the code kind of a thing uh-huh. and we got to see that in this movie mm-hmm. yeah i don't really have anything else to add Oh, I had one thing, and it's and maybe Zach, you won't remember saying this, but when we watched the first one, and I was complaining so much about the Italy scene, you said, "Oh, this lays some groundwork for Godfather 2. What what was that? No, I was wrong, and I I thought that it would. Like I I speculated that it would, and it was because my hazy memory of having watched it when I was younger, I thought that all the veto scenes took place in Italy. Okay, and I. Th- I think I just thought that it would uh, bring back that Italian Don from the first movie. Right. Um, uh-huh. And I had completely forgotten that Vito flees and goes to New York. Right. Okay. So I that I was just wrong. I also assumed that uh, Kay and Michael's relationship would be a lot more developed in this movie. And maybe stable. <laughs> and it wasn't as much. Yeah. I know? kind of mm-hmm. assumed it wouldn't just because of... Uh, well, one, how she wanted him to go legitimate and he was clearly not. And then two, 
because of how much he was clearly keeping from her that like how could they have a good relationship not not that they would have a good relationship i just that that relationship would be more developed okay mm. i do want to say i i agree that like the de niro stuff uh like the veto origin story was um like it could it should have been its own movie apart from the michael story like i agree with you i didn't like the dueling stories i will say though um a couple of my favorite scenes and moments from the entire movie were from the veto timeline yeah i loved that whole series like i think if it would have been like a prequel it would have been super engaging oh my gosh like yeah give me that movie you know what i mean i uh, think oh sorry Did you have more? yeah i was just gonna say um i i we already talked about the um when Vito like essentially kills his first rival Enemy, and and yeah. like really rises then in that point to be the dawn you mm-hmm. know in the community um that we've talked about that that was one of my favorites if not my favorite moment in the whole movie and but the other one was when Vito goes back to kill the man who killed his mother mm. the yeah. kills that dawn in uh in, in Sicily Sicily mm-hmm. that scene I freaking loved yeah it was good I, I think that I think you're right. I think those were good scenes, but I think that like the setting in the movie, like how it was in this movie really detracted from those scenes for me. Yeah. Cause I was just like, well, this isn't really what I'm here for. <laughs> and like, like sure it's pretty cool, but like, I just feel like it doesn't have any place here. And so I, it just kind of ruined it for me. Like if yeah. I would have seen them separately, I think they would have been more impactful for me. Okay. If they're separate movies, which movie do you rate higher? I think I still rate Godfather to Michael's story Michael's higher. Story, like, okay. like honestly, I, and I, I don't know. I, some people have called me crazy for this. I appreciate some mystery and oh, not no, know. Yeah. So like, like I loved what I knew about Vito and yeah. I loved what I didn't know about Vito. Yeah. Leave a little something to the imagination. Yeah. We're like, like, like how did he get this way? I don't know that I need to know. Like, yeah. like I, I think I appreciate not knowing. So I get that. Scott, any thoughts? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I agree with Tyler. I really loved all of Robert De Niro's and young Vito's story. I thought it was super interesting. Um, I really liked the development there. I just felt like there wasn't a payoff on it. Like it to me, like it didn't like, it felt like it was building to like what set up Godfather one, not, Right. Anything to do with Godfather 2. Well, mm-hmm. and and maybe it would have been better to Jake's point earlier if the two uh, scenes, like I could see this moment, if the two scenes, if there's a direct parallel that they both end with like, and now this yes. at just as this. So totally. like, you know, history repeats itself kind of thing. If they did that, like, I think it would have been perfect. Yeah. So it would have been like, just like his father rose, he fell type of a thing, but. It was, but to have like parallel scenes, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I think like to, to the point of making it its own movie, like if this was its own movie, we probably would have gotten more of what we wanted. Like in that, like I feel feel like we would have had that kind of payoff. There would have been more time for, for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that may be honestly what it comes down to is that two things. One, this is a three, almost in a half hour movie. Yeah. And yet still like they're, there wasn't enough time to develop both things, but also we were reading before we started recording that, uh, um, that Al Pacino was killing the project. 
he was going like he his like he got his lawyers involved to say like we're stopping production and then uh uh coppola had to stay up all night rewriting the script uh-huh. for pacino to approve it to move forward and so like who knows like there could have been some more Maybe of pacino that in the original pacino made it worse that's well that's what i was gonna say is like i don't feel like I don't feel like this movie was too long. I feel like this movie was too many movies. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, like if they would have split it out, they, they it wasn't like, I, I don't think that like that was all stuff for one movie. Like, I feel like they just didn't need to touch. And so there would have been time and there should have been time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I feel like what, what, what and I know I kind of have the trope of being the MCU guy. So <laughs> this is going to be funny for okay. you guys. But I feel like it would be super interesting to like see this universe like told in that way where like if Vito got a movie that was about his character and then like Sonny got a movie and Michael got a movie and then you come together to have like the Godfather movie like I feel like that that could be an interesting way to hear and like be a part of that story I think that their stories are too intertwined to not like like that's like true. the Sonny movie what are you going to tell me in the Sonny movie without all these other characters that's true you know yeah like, that's a really good point I, I'm interested in the idea, though, Scott, of just an expanded Godfather universe, because like maybe not that. But to be honest with you, I could do with a Clemenza movie. You know what I mean? Like where it's not necessarily like it, it is about like some of these other characters, but we're really focused on his perspective and and maybe events that aren't covered in other uh, like places. And, you know, if the Godfather is like the ultimate mob movie and Godfather, like the series is the ultimate mob movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and like the ultimate mob, uh, work other than this is Sopranos. I am much more interested in all of these characters than I am any of the Sopranos. Mm -hmm. Or even if it was like a movie for each of the five families and then it, Oh sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would be super interested to hear more about the other families. Definitely. Um, we haven't really talked much about, I don't want to beleaguer this cause we're getting, um, we're almost at it. We're about here. a Godfather two time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought everything in the courtroom was pretty interesting. Oh and yeah. I liked that in, um, especially the way that that kind of capped off with Frank's brother being brought in. I thought that was a really interesting yeah. aspect of the movie and to kind of bring up what Jake brought about, uh, or, or was talking about with having a little bit of mystery. Um, Cause that character was very mysterious. Yeah. yeah. And it also feeds into what Tyler said about like, there's just a certain set of rules and like his brother stepped in and it like reminded him. Of- yeah. So I have a question because I read this both ways. Like as it was happening, I'm like, wait, I, I don't, I'm not certain. I know what's happening. Was the brother like essentially like there to like, just by his presence, remind his brother to not be a stool pigeon or were, was Michael uh, like threatening by bringing the brother there and sitting there that it's like, if you don't fall in line, I I can kill your brother right now. I don't think, Oh, I was gonna say, I took it as a little bit of the first one, but also as a little bit of like, he brought his brother in to show like his brother, like was on his side and he needs to trust his brother. Mm. Like, Hey, your brother's with me. Like, what are you doing? Got it. Yeah. Like, I'm not against you. Okay. That's how I took it. I think I thought both 
I think I thought more the first thing, but maybe I see a little bit what you're saying. But I think like if he wanted to threaten him, like they already had threats that weren't his brother, like his family, you yeah, know, like yeah. they would have done that. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think I took it a little bit more as the former as well. Okay. Um, and I, I think I kind of took it a little bit that way by uh, Tom's conversation with Frank in prison when they're talking about their brother and just kind of how principled he is. And he kind yeah. of, they talk about how he could have gone on to be, a, ha, ha, had, had his, his own, own family, family yeah. but he was going to stay in his town, you know, and he's, it, it, they made it, they implied that he's a very principled man. Yeah, you they know? did. Um, that's kind of the way that I took it. And Got it. I don't know about you guys, but I thought that that small bit that that actor, the brother was in there. I, I thought he was a very compelling actor. Yeah, for having virtually n- zero lines. Yeah. Like, I don't, he didn't, I don't think he had a line. facial expression. Yeah, like he, he found that character very, like, I wanted to know so much more about that character. Hey, Same. Make, it, make another universe movie about See, him. See, that's, that's why I hate the idea. I don't want to know. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Like, I thought that was super cool. And I'm like, what was that? That was weird. That was cool. We're but done. there can be other compelling stories still, too. I guess, but, like, just... So they don't we don't, you don't need to, we don't need to explore every detail of every universe. Sometimes always. less is more. You don't, but I mean you could it can also be fun. You could yeah. break down there's only like so many archetypes for stories and we just keep retelling them. Right. Yeah, but so we're doing that anyways. Is do my it with point. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Create new archetypes? No, just you you yeah, at at a certain point everything boils down to the same story, but just do it do it with different things in a different universe, you know, like not different archetypes. Jake is, uh, I think, uh, like deeply offending Scott's love for the MCU. In this no, I love the MCU. I think like in, in certain stories, that's great. And in certain stories I want it, but like, uh, sometimes I don't like I watched John wick and I like, they gave, I haven't seen two or three, so I don't know if this is still true, but like, I feel like there was like, this interesting world they lived in and they didn't give very much detail about it, but they gave some detail about it. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And I'm happy with what we had, you know? Well, just so you know, two or three dives a lot more into that world and develops it. It still leaves a lot of mystery, but it develops it quite a bit. And it's the, my favorite parts of two and three. Interesting. Like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be, but like in, in that moment, I was like, Oh wait, what's this hotel? Why yeah. can't they kill each other? Like what's going on? Yeah. What What are these gold coins? Where yeah. do they well, come from? Yeah. Ultimately, like it does with everything though, it comes down to execution. Like, sure. I was like, just going to say, if, like, I think there's a lot of sequels that just aren't very good, but it comes down to how well it's executed. I think there's a lot of sequels that are really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it made me think of like what star Wars is doing and it's kind of, it, it can really be like a 50, 50 thing. Like you could do a rogue one who a lot of people thought was really great and amazing. And then you could also get the Han Solo right mm-hmm. origin movie, you know, like it could kind of ruin it. And then you look back and think like, I really wish I hadn't gotten this then, you know? Yeah, totally. That's fair. All right. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, scratch my throat like right as I was trying to talk. Uh, let's uh, let's put Godfather 2 down in stone in the books. Um, I'm going to give it uh, 8.6 um, stabbings of a person in Italy. Okay. I'm going to give it uh 8.8 uh missing cannolis. Jake. 
Oh, geez, I thought we were going around the table in order, which is not going to come across. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I was thinking about my unit. Uh, is what it was. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and give it 7.7 7, uh, lack of James Conn's hairy shoulders, which it was going to be a 7.6. Uh, so we went up that point, point one. one for the shoulders. Oh, I yes. thought earlier you said you were going to rate it higher. Well, no, what I said was, oh, I did say that. I think I read it exactly the same. You, you did, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I meant to say was, I think Godfather 1 is much better, and sure. I should have rated it higher. Yeah, yeah, sure. Zach? I real quick want to say that uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys intentionally did this, but just our conversation did kind of uh, boost my score for this. So I'm also going to rate it 8.6. Uh, Hail Marys. Honestly, I think that our oh. our conversation brought me down on it a little bit. Oh, wow. Really? Even like me processing some of my thoughts, I was like, you know what? I, like, I think that I had some very major issues with the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think I brought my, maybe, I don't know if you guys brought me down or I brought myself down, but I think I was going to be higher and then I didn't. We we developed a lot of, uh, I thought, really interesting parallels between Vito and Michael that I just hadn't thought much about. And I thought were really interesting and compelling, and that's what kind of boosted it for me. Mm. Nice. Well, this comes out to an eighty-four percent on Rotten Potatoes. Once again, the other guys gave this a ninety-six percent, and IMDb gave it a nine, and it came out to an eighty-four percent here. Um, mm. I think that's pretty good. I think it's fair. I think mm-hmm. it's it comes to the uh, number twenty-five out of eighty-seven. It's uh this is uh now our now our highest since CK. That's a CK number right there, eighty four percent. So oh, yeah. Simp Zach, what do you think about I mean if Orson, if Orson Welles directed this, it would have been a ten. Uh, uh, okay. What yeah. if he started it as well? Eleven. Okay. So is it, it's Coppola's fault. Oh yeah. So okay. you would recast uh Vito as Orson Welles. No, Vito and Michael. Uh, I'd okay. recast them both as Orson <laughs> like Welles, Norbit, and I yeah. would <laughs> recast Francis Ford Coppola with Orson Welles. Okay, uh, this beat Goodfellas. Is that it what did. I'm seeing? Yeah, yes. by three percent. Interesting. Uh, we theorized that it wouldn't, but it did. I, uh, I, I, I just wasn't it would. sure. I just wasn't I, sure. I knew Jake was going to rate it low. I don't think it's deserved, but like, like genuinely, like I know I rated yeah, it sure. lower, but sometimes I think, oh well, like. More yeah. people agree. I was yeah. hoping um, we'd be right in line with AFI and thinking it goes Godfather, Goodfellas, Godfather Two. Mm, yep, we. Uh, I, I'll, I'll I'll blame me. I broke that. That's okay. Um, I'm Zach, not upset we, about it. We have your pick next week. Yeah, we're done with Mobster March. I'm not a the, not a week too soon, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad this one for the is most done. part. I don't know. I feel like we really just kind of opened it up for Mob March. Oh, now you're feeling yeah. like <laughs> you're feeling the momentum. Yeah. All right, Jake. Now we're switch it up. What movie are we doing next week? Casino, baby. <laughs> Jake, but now we have to have a, a vibe shift. So <sighs> okay, we need yeah, we need to prepare for the upcoming vibe shift. We are going to be shifting to sci-fi, which I'm pretty excited for. I think this is our first sci-fi of the season, uh, right? Oh, of the season, yeah. Yeah, of this season, yeah. Yeah, not. Uh, Ever, uh, yeah. I think for the season. Yeah, except for Wedding Crashers. I mean, that's pretty sci-fi. Yeah, correct. Well, I take it back. Scarface, he's an alien. He's an he's alien. An alien. <laughs> Honestly, like Wedding Crashers has got to be sci-fi because there's no way in a real world Vince Vaughn and uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson could, <laughs> could get that attractive women. Yeah. You know? That's true. That's okay, fair. take back what I said. Yeah. So this, this is our sci-fi number three. This, this is our third <laughs> sci-fi movie. This is our first sci-fi proper. I would yeah. Say. yeah, yeah, sci-fi proper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be watching uh, Denis Villeneuve's Arrival, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I've heard amazing things uh, and I just never got around to it. Do you? I don't verify this, but in a 
very long ago past episode, I ruined one of the big twists for you. Do oh, you I rem- do not remember. Okay, good. I'm praise, happy about that. Praise be. Yeah. Uh, I, I will I will ruin something for you right now. Uh, Jeremy Renner's in it, so... Oh, he took time off of renovations. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's renovations? Renovations is a show where Jeremy Renner, I think, is going around and like making tiny homes. This is a real thing. Yeah. He has the most random bizarre career. Well, I have a we're really going over, but I've just got to say that I don't even think I think he thought of the name renovations and he went to his people and said, get me a show that I can call renovations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What, What was the name of his app? Uh, I don't remember. It's like the Jeremy Renner app or something. That was just like <laughs> it was just like where he would post his own Instagram content, <laughs> and you could give it stars. That you you would have to pay for. Yeah, that's a you had to pay. You had to pay to give it stars. But then if you got the most number of stars on the post, then Jeremy Renner would sometimes reply to you. So it was really it was essentially yeah. it was essentially musically for Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. Wow. So Jake, I apologize for subjecting you to a Jeremy Renner movie, but. Uh, he does sing Nomad as the credits roll. Oh, sick. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> That's all Jake ever wanted. Scott, Just uh, Nomad. before we get out of here, uh, do you have any final recast for Godfather 2? Godfather 2, Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs>